0: Hey, what's up, it's Darren, and welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour Podcast. Today I'm gonna to talk about the APTA and why I quit and why I dropped my membership. But first, before we get into the show, um, if there's anything that you've ever learned on this show, I'd appreciate hearing from you. You know, if, if this Cash PG Lunch Hour has helped you in any way, um, I'd really appreciate a five star rating or review over on iTunes. And just let us know in your review. Here's what I learned, here's what um, was most helpful. Here's what was impactful about it for my business, and here's why someone else should listen. I would really appreciate that. It would mean a lot to me, but it would also be a way for you to um, share with me what's working and what's helpful about this as I create some more content in this new season of the podcast. So today, I want to talk about why I quit the APTA. I put up a post recently. Actually, um, my VA actually did it. It was great. It was one of these memes, and it was um, it was a Scooby Doo meme, and it's like you know where. Fred, he pulls the mask off. He goes, let's see who got us into this mess. And it's the APTA. To be honest, like I'm doing that just to get a reaction out of everyone. Number one, right? Like we talk about, I I want a reaction. I want to hit an emotional trigger for you so that you pay attention, right? Number two, the APTA has done a lot of good for us. I mean, without the APTA, we wouldn't be where we are. I mean, it really is kind of like that. It's like they're our only unified voice as pts for policy change they've helped us do so many things like organize and i mean there's some things that we need to do like because if we didn't have a voice you know i wouldn't be able to do dry needling in north carolina i wouldn't be able to manipulate the spine like when i started practicing here we've had uh as a pt um we had direct access except for spinal manipulation like I couldn't do, I would have to get a uh, physician or chiropractor's referral to do like a grade five mobilization, a high, high, velo- high velocity thrust manipulation, you know, we could work around it pretty easy, you know, or work with it. But in the last few years, maybe pre-pandemic, we were able to get uh, that restriction to manipulation taken out of our practice act. And we were able to defend ourselves against, um, the Acupuncture Association who was trying to say that we're violating their practice act, etc And without the APTA, we wouldn't have that. So they've done a lot of good. And for years I was a member. I mean I was a member up until renewal in 2020. And I'm gonna tell you why. But you know, I I think if we all joined the APTA right now, we could change a lot of things. And I'm not so sure that if everyone here listening, if we added six thousand new people, I mean I'm not gonna step up and be president. Someone's gotta do that. (laughs) Someone has to do it. And I think maybe things are gonna change slowly. Maybe it's a dinosaur that, you know, is waiting to die, or it's really um, it's just some something that's just a humongous ship that takes a long time to turn and change. But I tried for a long time to impact and influence and only got put up with roadblocks. So it may or may not be your experience. And a lot of people I know are like, APTA sucks, I'm gonna complain and I'm not gonna do anything about it. Okay, that's uh, not me. I want you to understand that, that is not me. I don't complain and not do something. I'm gonna step up and do it and say, here, let me, let me help with this idea. Let me help with this thing. I'm gonna show you, like, I may not be the one that does the grunt work, you know, which is, I've said recently, like, I think our Greensboro Jewish Federation called a few years ago and said, hey, we want you to come in and make some phone calls. And I was like, great, I did that last year. I made five phone calls and we sat around for 45 minutes. Like I will, how about instead of me making five phone calls, how about I write an email sequence that we can email to everyone who's a less than $50 a year donor. And, you know, I'll do that because I know if I spend two or three hours doing that, that that sequence can be used over and over again and it can reach hundreds of people. And they said no, because they didn't understand, right? Okay, now what I would rather do, and I I even offered that to our kids' school. I mean, I would do that for your organization. I do that for our Platinum Mastermind members and people in the PT email engine. I've written out the email sequences and I can give them to you. And I know that that time that I spent writing the sequences and creating the program and writing out the forms that you need to run your business and to market your business and grow your business, whether it's in a clinic or it's an online coaching business, I know that that time was well worth it because I can now multiply my impact. I don't have to write that email for you every day. Those emails are already done. So if for a chance you're interested in getting a uh, $1 trial to the PT Email Engine, go to ptemailengine.com. That's ptemailengine.com. You get a $1 trial on me and we'll set up your whole um, system for you. But that's beside the point. Let me get back to the APTA, okay? They've done a lot of good. And maybe if we all joined, We could really start pushing that ship, but it's gonna take all of us to do it, all right? And I used to say, hey, I don't agree with everything, but you should be a member of the APTA. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be a member of the APTA. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying, I'm gonna tell you why I'm not a member of the APTA, because it probably resonates with you to some extent. Okay, so when I was in PT school, um, I did a rotation at sports medicine in Atlanta with, um, Bob Duvall and Bob had a present. He put together a presentation, said, Aaron, would you like to be part of it? And it was the four, it was me and Bob and a guy from Oakworks and I think Benny Vaughn, who was a massage therapist in, in Arizona. And there was Aaron, the student. And I talked about integrating massage therapy and alternative, uh, like therapies into a Typical clinic because I helped Bob do that, or we we did that during my rotation, as well as and that's a rotation where I saw 43 patients in one day and realized that uh, cash practice was my future, not a traditional practice. But uh, that's a different story. So I just did that. I spoke there in 2006. It was great. I was a student speaking at the PPS conference. It was great. Or 2007, you know, it was, yeah, it was 2000. So when did I see, I started PT school in 2006. That was 2007. At the end of 2007, we did that talk. It was a few years later you know, I'm, I've got a cash practice. So it was like two more years plus three years of cash practice. I'm starting to grow like, and, and coach and consult people. And launched the cash PT blueprint. And I'm like, okay, I want to speak at PP. I want to speak at CSM or PPS. I think someone had asked me or I was like, you know, I want to do this. It took me three. I had to apply for three years to get accepted. I got accepted at two in 2015. And I spoke at CSM as when Twitter was, Twitter was actually something going on then, you know, like, Every PT Twitter, like everyone was on it, they would tweet the whole conference and people would follow along. I created a hashtag for the event. And it was stop. It was skip MDs. It was about how to market directly to patients, and we don't need, like, uh, like referrals or approval from physicians for us to um, market and grow our businesses. And it it resonated with some people, and it totally divided others. And especially on Twitter, they didn't understand why I thought we should skip out on physicians. Well, like. I'm saying skip them. We don't need to beg them for referrals, right? Vision 2020 is autonomous practitioner. I know there's a new vision, but whatever. Autonomous practitioners don't beg other people for referrals. Okay. So I spoke there. It was great. At the end, someone from PPS was like, yeah, you should come speak at PPS this year or next year apply and whatever. Okay. So it took me, I applied twice. I got in on the third time. And then I applied five more times to speak at PPS and CSM again about different topics. Here's the problem with that. It wasn't just the rejection. It was the fact that I got rejected without any feedback as to what could be better. So the first time around, I applied and did it myself. One of the reasons I met Greg Todd is because I was sharing this and he was like, hey, let me go over this with you. And I, Greg went over my proposal for the, for the next year. Or maybe it was the first year with me because I didn't know what to put on there. I'd never done it. And then that didn't get accepted. And then Jerry, my friend, Jerry Durham, who had spoken there multiple times, helped me go through and said, like, yeah, this is great. And then the next year, I think I, maybe I got accepted. I can't remember which one I got accepted, but I also went through working with this guy, um, Brad Grahovski, who was great. He had been on the previous year's like uh, panel for accept, and he helped me. And those things still didn't help me get my talks approved. And never did I get any feedback about what could have been better? Was there something I did technically wrong or were they just not interested in the topic this year? Even though the list of topics was marketing, strategy, cash-based practice models, et cetera. Like I just couldn't get accepted. I don't know why, politics, they didn't like my original message, et cetera. So I stopped applying. Like, you know, I got accepted once in eight times it's time to stop after a couple of those it was rejected but it was like hey you can come and do a webinar for us so i came and did a webinar for you know in like 2016 or 2017 you can probably i think you can still find the webinar on the apta and or pps's website i don't know that it's credited as aaron labauer i'm pretty sure that there's at least one of them is for sale you know i don't get any money from it i donated my time and expertise to the organization. Whether I get money from it or not isn't a big deal, but it'd be nice to get credit or to be have access to it myself, but I'm not a member. You know, like it'd be great to get a percentage of the sales, but whatever they can have as a donation, I'm pretty sure I signed that right away when I agreed to do this. I was at a North Carolina meeting, and I think it was in Greensboro, and I went and they were talking about how, and this was probably 2017, and how the younger generation isn't connected to the, APTA, and they're just not here at the meeting, and blah, And I was like, well, we should connect our Instagram and Twitter so that, you know, we post about this, but it goes out on Facebook and create a Facebook page and group and do these things to, you know, connect through social media. And they go, oh, that's a great idea. Why don't you head that up? And I was like, really? Okay, I was just here for the idea, but all right, I can do that. So I got put on a committee, me and two other people. The first thing we were tasked with was redesigning the NT. APTA's logo. So the logo on the NCAPTA website, I helped approve it. I didn't design it. I just helped approve it in the direction. But that took a year. And then we were done with it. I was like, okay, how about this social media thing? Well, the new president of the APTA at that point was like, we're not interested in that. We don't need you. Okay. So I volunteered to help the NCAPTA connect with the younger generation of PTs, especially through social media. And I got kiboshed. By the time we got there it was there was no interest no understanding whatever. I was just another cog in the wheel and another person slowing things down or something. Who knows what? And then at some point I got asked to write an article. I think I submitted an article for the PPS magazine when I was a member and, you know, like it was a short one. I got asked to write an article. And I and it was like, "Hey, but we need this for next month. Like we have a deadline. Can you get it to me within 2 or 3 weeks?" It's like, "Sure, I drop everything. I bust my ass, write an article." And it was about marketing and how we, you know, you know, as PTs, we need to position ourselves as primary care providers and market directly to patients so that patients come to us. And if we can't help them, we send them out to physicians. And I, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, here's the marketing strategies. Well... I was a member of PPS and like the magazines kept coming and my article wasn't there. And after six months, I contacted the guys. like, what's up with my article? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm not on that committee anymore. Let me check. And it turns out my article was never approved. I don't think it was officially rejected. And no one ever said to me, Aaron, you know, can you change these things about your article? It ends up, I think what he gathered was that didn't like my tone about not marketing to physicians and how we or how we shouldn't market to physicians and how we should go after patients or stuff, something like that. I never got an official anything, but that was like after six months. And I was like, okay, clearly you know what I'm doing, people don't like, but here's what I can tell you is that if you know me long enough, you know that I've been doing this for a long time. I'm one of the first people to start teaching and coaching people on how to grow a cash practice, how to market directly to patients, how to bypass physician referrals, and market directly to our patients. Physician referrals are important, but I shouldn't rely on them. I'm a doctor, like, I'm not going to do your plan of care. I'm gonna create my own plan of care for my patient. You know, Maybe with your input and collaboration, but I'm not gonna follow physician's orders. And that's really what a referral is. People see it as, oh, my physician said I need X, Y, and Z. You know, like, those things just don't work, especially in a cash practice, for many reasons. But they didn't like it. Okay, article rejected. That wasn't the final straw. Like, someone asked me for an article a couple, you know, like, pre-pandemic, and was just like, you know aaron we want an article and i was like are you serious i was like because the last article i was asked for um wasn't even rejected it just got it set, it got sat on someone's desk and no one gave me feedback or nothing for six months until i did. i was like are you sure and he was like yes you know my wife's in your program and uh i really love what you're doing we want another article from you so i submitted an article it was like based on 35 marketing strategies um guide that i put out i think it was like 29 marketing strategies or something like that but if you want to see it go to 35marketingstrategies.com you can download it for free because i'm going to give away my best stuff for free 35marketingstrategies.com if you need to pause this and go open that in another browser you can do that if you actually want a pdf of the article let me know i'll see if i can get it to you the point is i was like really like but look the leadership changes and i don't know what's going on in the background like why was my stuff rejected so many times like there wasn't transparency okay I'm still in the APTA at this point. Here's the thing that that really got me and why I didn't renew in 2020. COVID came around. There was no direction or instruction from the APTA about how we should operate as providers or business owners with COVID. Like there was nothing. Like if there's one thing that I wanted was some guidance from my organization about when I should work? Should I wear a mask? What should we clean? Is there, you know, what are the screening questions? Because especially at that time, the information coming out, you know, was really hard to sift through. And I've got a lot of things to deal with, like a business to keep keep going. And I didn't get anything. And at the time, look, I wasn't a member of PPS at that point. I was still a member of the APTA, but I joined like the health policy group because they were doing more at some point they were supposed to be doing more of like a digital, like online. I don't know, was it marketing or online like therapy? More like uh, in, there was a sub subgroup of the health policy group that had more stuff that was going to be more ad, uh, I don't know, leading edge like technology. I don't know that it's still around, and I didn't get much out of that. I got other stories. The technology group sent me some emails that if a, t- a technology group shouldn't be sending. So, anyways, but there was nothing. The best thing, so for me in my cash practice, in my physical therapy business, the best resources that I was able to find on how to open after being shut down from COVID were from the American Dental Association and the uh, American Spa Association. So massage therapists and dentists gave me more information and concrete information about how to open and what we should be providing our patients, et cetera, than the APTA. APTA dropped the ball. Like this was a chance to lead. Okay, the PPS section had some resources, but guess what? It was behind their firewall. You had to be a member to get it. And I even reached out to the president and I was like, hey, I finally found this stuff, but I have to be a member to get it. They're like, yeah, you need to be a member. I'm like, but I'm not. Like, you could be doing a huge service to all PT business owners and probably get more people as members if you gave this away for free. But what they saw was, Hey, pay us $75 for this information or become a member and get this for free as the way to bring it in. That's not the way to bring it in. The way to bring it in is provide value first. And I said this, I said, you should be providing this for free in exchange for email and contact info, help people, and then they'll feel compelled to join. I don't know that that's what happened. It certainly didn't happen in time because I had found all my information from elsewhere. They dropped the ball big time. They didn't help me in a time of need when I needed help. Like I needed help and guidance from my professional organization and I wasn't getting it, but they don't see marketing the way I see marketing. And I think that's one of the, the problems when it came time to renew in 2020 and I got my renewal thing and it was going to be 600 bucks. I was like, whatever, 600 bucks, you know, like it's not that much money to me, but it was the whole idea of just being let down over and over and over again, being, you know, having walls put up in front of me, like this is a sign. (laughs) I'm just, I'm not going to pay this this year. I'm just not. I got better things I want to do with that 600 bucks. You know, it's not like I need to pay to be a speaker. Like I can create my own speaking events like PT BizCon. I can create my own webinars and get more people on them. It's not that. It's not the validation. It's like, okay, I see a problem. I want to help. I'm going to say, hey, there's a problem. Let me stand up and try to help. And the organization saying, no, we don't really want your help. That's at least how I'm reading it. It's like, we don't want your help. Totally fine. I'm not going to go and run for office just to have a voice i shouldn't have to do that right that's not my that's not my role and what i see my role is is helping change our profession but i'm not going to do it from the way everyone else has done it you know i came into this profession from being an adult in another profession in massage therapy and there's so many things that i learned in massage therapy that we aren't being taught in pt school like business like how to reschedule patients, how to keep people on your schedule, how to center yourself before treating patients. Like we never did that in PT school. The PTs I've mentored clinically have never learned how to center themselves and keep their energy and keep their patients negative, uncomfortable, painful energy, all the things the patients are going from affecting them personally. But We learned that in massage therapy school. No one ever talks about that in PT. There can be a better way and things can be different. And the way we're gonna do that is from outside of, I'm I'm gonna do that from outside the APTA. That doesn't mean you have to quit and you shouldn't join. I'm just saying, this is why I'm no longer a member. I would love to know whether you're a member or not. Put it in the comments below. So if you're watching on YouTube, comment below, let me know whether you are or aren't and why. I wanna know. And if you have a complaint, What I really want to know is have you tried to do something about it? Complaints about an organization without trying to help fix it are worthless I'm not complaining. I'm just saying here's all the things that I tried to do And here's why i'm no longer a member. It wasn't like hey i'm not gonna be a member It's like the bill came in and i'm like i'm not paying this this year. Like I don't feel it You know, I don't feel the value. It's not helping me grow my business It's not helping me as a physical therapist right now other than being able to manipulate and do dry needling. But I'll donate to the PT pack again. So would love to know, are you an APTA member or not? Why or why not? Do you agree with me? Do you see what I see? Have you had a different experience or have you had the same? I'd love to know. Um, Put a comment below the video. Um, If you're just listening to this on iTunes, um, take a screenshot, tag me and post in your Instagram story or post on your Instagram wall if you have more to say and tag me up and I'll see you guys on the next show. Peace. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to the show. Whenever you're ready, here are three ways I can help you grow your physical therapy business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book. It's the roadmap to launch, grow, and scale your physical therapy business. Just go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's cashptblueprintbook.com. Discover shipping and we'll send it out to you ASAP. Number two, join our CashPT Blueprint case study program. We're putting together a new coaching case study program this month, and if you'd like to work with me to launch six-figure cash practice in just 90 days, send me a message over on Instagram. Find me at Aaron Labauer on Instagram and send me a message with just the words blueprint. And we'll get back to you with all the details. Or number three, if you're an established PT business owner and you want to work directly with me and my team to take your business to multiple six and seven figures, just send me a message over on Instagram with the word private. And I'll get back to you with the details about that program too. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week on the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast.